tell me how your day was, Andrew. I mean, it was pretty cool. We had two shows. My friend Kat uh, came to visit, and that and that was cool. She drove over from Cary, North Carolina, and cool. uh, yeah, it was, it was it was super cool. Oh, because you're still in the South. I'm still in the South. Yeah. Nice. This is the part where Dude. I caution you not to say anything crazy or offensive. Okay, let's start the show then. <laughs> of you joining us for the very first time this is icon or wycon the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time i am here as always with the brain center to my rocky undiscovered planet that is 700 jumps away mr cj laroche cj how are you doing i am good i am good i i rocky undiscovered planet that's 700 jumps away yeah because you're in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Understood. Uh, yeah. I'm the brain center, but you were the one that came up with the idea for the show. Okay. The outline is yours. The outline is mine. Yeah. But really, I am the synapse that fire to make it go. Listen, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is Titanic, but like Kate Winslet is the movie. You're Kate Winslet. I'm Kate Winslet. Nice. Nice. Kate Winslet. uh, When that movie Titanic came out in 1997, what am I? 17, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm still in love with her to this day. She continued to get more brilliant and more beautiful with time. Like I understand. (laughs) She was brilliant and beautiful then. She's even more brilliant and more beautiful now. This new show that she's got. Is it on HBO? It's on HBO? No, it's on Showtime. I haven't watched it, but I'm just like, I'm waiting to like just stream it over the week, like a weekend, just lose myself in the magic of her acting. But why are uh, we talking about Kate Winslet? You need to tell them what movie we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, I was just about to. Okay. okay, I was about to non sequitur. Sequitur? How come it's segue, but a non sequitur? Um, uh, Segue is rooted in a different language. Okay, but they mean the same thing, right? They have the same sort of vibe. No, no. A non sequitur is like, is is something that doesn't belong in the sequence. Got it. Whereas a segue is a a connective tissue. Okay, well, that's perfect because I really feel like the second version of the movie that is the movie we're discussing tonight is just a nice, funky continuation of the first one. It really is. Folks, tonight we are discussing... Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. CJ. CJ, CJ, CJ LaRoche. I will say this. I want to lead with this. Okay. Very, very, very rarely do I remember really, really liking a movie. And then I watch it again and I, I like it more and find different things to like about it. Yes. I think I grew into what this movie was trying to tell me the first time I saw it. You know what I mean? Oh, I damn. think there were, there were, there were some thematic elements that I was not yet ready to receive when I saw it that I really was able to receive right now. Uh, it's a solid movie. Yeah. It's, it's a hard a. Yeah. It gets a grade a, an a of grade. The grade is a. Yeah. 
I, the first time I saw it, I, I don't think that I, I don't think it really landed on me. Like you're saying. Yeah. I liked it, you know? but it didn't clock how strong it was. I think I just I seen a lot of other yeah. bullshit and grow up a little bit. And then I really yeah. got what it is he made. It's so truly, smart. Truly. This is this. Is, and this is only my second time through. Um, but everything, there are so many wonderful payoffs. The, the theme is so fucking clear. It's like not even funny, but it's hilarious. Um, everybody in it is spectacular. This is the first time I think in the, um, the sort of cinematic timeline of de-aging that it works. Uh, fun fact, the kid that they mapped Kurt Russell's face on is from the mighty ducks. Oh, really? Fun fact. I love that. Uh, Why they didn't get Kurt Russell's actual son, who we now know is, uh, Bloody Captain America. Yeah, he's not sure. It's not the same build. It's not the right build or, or shaped head. No, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, this. I think that this movie, and it, it, I was going to save it. I was going to ask you a bonus question later on, but I'm just going to come out with it. I think it's too good. Is it better than the first one? Uh, I'll tell you this on the rewatch. Yes, first time through, I was like, "How? Oh, what a fun romp." Now right. that I've now that I've rewatched both of them, like that's fucking smart. This one's better. Yeah, it's this one. It's, it's, not, it's good. You should, you should, well, we shouldn't say this one's better. This one builds upon the first one in a, such a wonderful, sweet, emotional, hilarious, dynamic way that, I, I, gosh, you wish they could just be one movie. You wish that you could sit down and just watch them, you know, back to back, right? Which brings me to my next point. Um, I'm kind of sort of bogarting the show here. I want to just explain to everybody its place in the Lorder. Oh, well, that's important. Yeah, go for it. Because timeline wise, uh, the director's intention was that this was like right after. Right. And, yeah. you know, sort of has the uh, is for the events of Age of Ultron, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, for me, because in Guardians Volume 1, they are becoming a family. And I think some time has to go by for them to sort of live in what that is, right? So that way when they get to Guardians Volume 2, they're learning how to be a family, you know? And this wonderful, wonderful theme of family, uh, whether it be with the Guardians, whether it be with Peter Quill and his celestial dad, whether it be with Gamora and Nebula, whether you know, whether it be with with Yondu and Peter, I mean, it's ju- it, it it's just so evident and so present and so wonderful, but it doesn't beat you over the head. It's so fucking subtle. What kills me? I agree with you. I agree with you. Did you notice that this is an entire, because I didn't notice this the first time I saw it. This is an entire movie of duet scenes. Yes. The entire movie is duet scenes. And I didn't notice yeah. that when I first watched it. And I Pretty was like, much the entire like, thing. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's, and, and, and the, the great, the greatest thing about this film, I think is that it's an action movie. Hmm. Right. But there are so many times where we have um, I call it I, I wrote down that cut dialogue humor where like there's this big emotional action scene happening. But like it's just side character, like side conversations, throwing jokes. Oh, yeah. So so here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I started taking notes 
and I was having such a dandy time. I stopped taking notes and I was like, (laughs) yeah. And so, and then, you know, I always take notes, but I felt as though one, this movie demanded my full attention. I was just in a spot to really take it in where I was at. Mm. When I watched it this week, I was just like, I really want to focus on all of this. And because it had so much extreme focus, I think I can just go rogue with this and we can do. So what I would like to do with this episode is something a little bit different. And now for something entirely different. Yeah. So because this is the recap half hour, right? I want to say this. I'm going to throw out, and I'm literally coming up with these off the cuff. I'm just going to throw out a thematic element that I remember. and, And you rattle off your favorite scene that connects to it. Okay. All right. And we'll yeah. just talk about it like that because the themes are so built upon, like beyond just the familial themes, beyond the sort of uh, professional themes that they bring up beyond the big picture themes. Right. So right. like here, here's one theme for you. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Purpose. Yes. Purpose. Huge factor in this movie. You could literally pick 17 scenes Right. That go into purpose. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, uh, you always wanted to win and I just wanted a sister. And and what a what a sort of <laughs> C thread that yeah. line was when she yeah. fucking came out of the woodwork with that CJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is coming out of like, you know, their history together from the first movie. Uh, everything that we've seen so far. I mean, she fucking North by Northwest's her. She is <laughs> intending to kill her. And <laughs> then she intense. can't do and it. Then she can't, she and she has can't the upper it. hand and she can't fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I won, yada, yada, you know, but, but it's just their, her purpose through the whole thing, through all of the battles, through all of the trying to kill her, wasn't to kill her. It was to get her to notice her. You know what I mean? It was to get her to, to extend that olive branch of sisterhood to, to, you know, to, for them to be a family, mm. you know, say short, not even like, and throw Thanos out the window, right? Like everything he did to her, like all she wanted was Gamora's love. That was her purpose in, in life. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Oh yeah. No, it was. That's beautiful. You don't mind. Karen Gilliam. I mean, the, and those two actresses together, they're so like, good wow. together. Yeah. So fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you have one for purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I got obsessed with the second time watching? What's that? Yandu. Yeah. Yandu resisting his redemption arc. Mm. Yandu started his redemption arc 34 years ago. Yeah. Or 30 years ago when he tried to save Peter. Uh-huh. When he realized what was happening, he saved Peter, but he just stayed in his place of being a disgraced ravager. Yep. And he just lived there and he just stayed a criminal. And when we meet Yandu here, he has fallen so far. Yeah. I, it's a brilliant piece of filmmaking too, oh. showing him shirtless, right? Because in oh, the Marvel yeah. universe, like a man with his shirt off, it's just like, it's, we're just supposed to look at it and be like, yeah. oh my God, look at the pecs. But showing him here in his first appearance in this film, shirtless, the, uh, the, the director, James Gunn is just painting a, a picture of a vulnerable man. Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah. Vulnerable Cree. And, and, <laughs> yeah, Cree, exactly. But get this. So not only does he finally have the courage, he has to fall even further. He has to lose Peter. Mm. 
to really find the courage to start his redemption arc or to complete his redemption arc. Right. Yeah. And what's the first thing he does to start himself on that journey? Because it's easy to just jump on the whole like uh, I, I don't I don't control the arrow with my head. I use my heart. Great moment. Yeah. Right. That's a good yeah. one. There's another moment at the end when he's just like, I may not be your father, but I've always been your daddy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Whew. That's yeah, a good right. one. That's a good one. <laughs> that one got me. Yeah. Oh, that was, but the one that was me every time. Yeah. Oh, but the one that was magic, CJ, is the fact that he begins the final leg of his redemption arc by teaching Rocket how to be a dad. That's right. Oh, CJ. Yeah. CJ, that fucked me up so bad when yeah, he's like, no, you, you push people away, you don't want to get close. Yeah. I know that because I'm you. You're me. It's it's gorgeous. <sighs> and it's Rocket gorgeous. has to take care of the twig. And that's yeah. that's the thing. He's got a he's and Rocket has to grow up. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he's like, but you got to take care of this. Come back, just like just like Yondu did thirty four years earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, spectacular. You're gonna, it's so good, it's so good. All right, all right, I got another theme for you. You ready? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, lost love. Lost love. Yeah. Uh, when Drax is talking to Mantis about <sighs> people who are ugly, know that the people that love them really truly love them. <laughs> and all yeah. he's thinking about is his dead wife and kid. Yeah. It's gorgeous. <laughs> when she's, I forgot about Mantis' performance. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. She's, she's heartwarming. She's brave. She's <laughs> wonderful. It's the way she says uh, when, when he's just like, you know, you remind me of my child. She disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I am learning so many things about myself. Oh, no. Man, this was, I, I, that's another thing I forgot. I was like, she's fucking, her timing is amazing. Oh, yeah. No. And like she plays, you know, she has a bigger role to play here in the MCU. And it yeah. all starts here. It all starts here and it, mm-hmm. and, and seeing stuff like that and how it pays off later, how Mantis oh. is going to pay off, how, how Peter's temper about Gamora is going to pay off. Oh, no, no question. You know what that's yeah. going to do to things, uh, yeah. how he feels about her. Um, yeah. There's there, also a wonderful, a lot of so many great payoffs in this movie within this movie. And I know mm-hmm. you love when things pay off uh, Gamora's sword in the beginning. She's like, she's like, what am I going to beat this guy? You know, this thing with a sword. And then she, she has to pull her sword out. Yeah. <laughs> The, the batteries that cause the whole kerfuffle in the beginning are the ones, the thing that blows it up in the end. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what great payoff. Group being small and fitting into tight places. That's why Yondu kept Peter. That's why, quote unquote, Yondu kept Peter. Yeah. Um, and then with Yondu's Ravagers, the way that they all died walking that air, you know, that air compartment, that's how he dies. I mean, it's the jetpacks, you know. He dies with, he dies like his men. Yeah. Drax's nipples. I mean, <laughs> sensitive nipples. That does pay off. On. That does pay off my nipples. <laughs> yeah, wait, it's not wait. ripe. Like it's not uh, that, that whole. It's not ripe bit. No. And, and they keep knocking it out of her hand, yeah. and then she finally gets a bite. She's like, it's not ripe. not ripe. Yeah. No, that was so great. I okay. All right. Um, for me, the the lost love was Peter had kind of agreed he found everything he was looking for. And even, mm. even with the connection 
through ego, even through that, he was like, but what about my mom? Yeah. Yeah. That, that lost love that, that was his first, you know, obviously most momentous taste of loss. And, the, and, 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 and the that's whole, what brought him back. And that's what that's brought, what him, brought back, him back, which is yeah. what brought him back the first time. Remember, take my hand. He, oh, couldn't, he couldn't touch her and, and he could take her hand at the end of the first movie. And it, it's that, that memory, that whole connection to her always brings him back to reality. Cause that is a grounding aspect for him. That, that yeah. moment is very defining. Yeah, no, it's very important. It's, it's powerful. All right. All right. This is a fun game. This is a fun game. Okay. Um, I have one more for you. Okay. Uh, language. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the obvious is I am Groot. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's the thing. Uh, let's say language outside of I am Groot. Mm. Um, I think it's a nice moment again with Nebula. I really, uh, when she's going off about, you know, the power and everything she's going to do to her sister and yada, yada. And uh, I can never remember the character's name, um, but Sean Gunn, who plays that wonderful Ravager in the film. Oh, he's so good in this. (laughs) And he's like, I know. I mean, I was thinking of like, like a necklace. Yeah. You know, someone's (laughs) looking at me. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's another great example of that cut dialogue humor in this film. Yeah. You know, that, that one really, uh, that's the one that would stick with me uh, right off the top of my brain. Um, But you have one, I'm sure. Uh, It's when ego says, I didn't want to give her that tumor. Mm. And Peter's done. He just shoots him. He doesn't, he just shoots him. Yeah. He just loses it. And again, another great payoff. He put a tumor in Meredith's brain. They put a bomb in his. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's such great screenwriting. It's, it's a fantastic script and it's, it's really good. And it's so fun and so playful. So, okay. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. Do we care that this movie kind of changes the definition of what a celestial is? Uh, In the, in the Marvel canon? Yeah. No, the MCU is its own thing. Okay, right? I agree. So so we can they go as the MCU goes, they, they as long as they stay consistent to each to themselves and don't retcon too much. I mean, you know, at the in the post credit scene we have a huge retcon of um of Adam, Adam Warlock, Warlock. yeah. <laughs> oh, but Adam Warlock being created by the Sovereign yeah. in this universe makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lo- totally love it. Um, you know, earlier we had saw like an organic cocoon in the collector's, you know, vault. That's no longer a thing. Fine. Retcon. Great. Uh, no, I actually don't mind it. Um, I think that we're, you know, with the, in the first movie, when they get to nowhere, like that is the severed head of a celestial. Mm-hmm. So we're, con- we're consistent that celestials here are now planets. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of what they are. And how and how they operate. Well, and honestly, the the Ravagers have fed back into the comics at this point because of their popularity with this franchise. Right. Exactly. Which is it's they're taking care of each other in weird ways. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And as long as as long as the MCU stays consistent to the MCU and the comics, I mean, the comics are just like retcon after retcon anyway. Yeah, they don't fucking right? care. They don't fucking care. So you know, I, Darth Feige really has. Darth. made his mark and he's doing a great job he's taken over the republic he's turned it into the empire 
and I'm good. I think it's, I think it was so exciting too. Um, I loved, I loved ego walking him around, telling him the history, the first version of the history yeah. and how much he loved his mom. And then when he finally like tells him, like, I went and made children everywhere and I'm looking for someone. Yeah. And then um, since you don't want to participate, I, the way it evolved into, well, since you don't want to participate, I'm using you as a battery because my purpose Battery, what got battery. us into this mess in the Batteries, whole fucking beginning yeah. of this film? It's so smart. Yeah. Oh God. It's so good. But um, the whole thing about, uh, I wanted to share this with you, but I don't have to. Yeah. You know, because what his whole thing is, is spreading his seed everywhere. Right. That's all he wants to do. And so he had all these children, but he really only had all of these children to supercharge the expansion. Yep. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, no, he's he's a dick. And played masterfully by the great Kurt Russell. He's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Also, he still looks so good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no. He escaped from New York like and he this movie incredible. it's like the same, it's the same fucking person. Yeah, he looks incredible. Very little That's, difference. Yeah, these movie star looks they just hold up. <sighs> well, holds them some up of them do. Well, that's true. But, but that's the, one of the things I was thinking of. I was just like, look at you. You just fucking like, you still look like a movie star. He's always so handsome. Oh yeah. No. And his voice is fucking the best. Oh yeah. You ever see the movie overboard? What the fuck? Yes. How great is overboard? It's so good. Hella problematic now. I mean, Oh God, nothing isn't. He kidnaps this woman and lies to her about who she is. Oh, get, for sure. To get back at her for being a shitty employer. It's fucked. Well, she the movie's did, she hysterical. Said, he built those beautiful cabinets. <laughs> they fucking moved in and out. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I paused and rewound and paused and rewound. I mean, I wore out the VHS on those cabinets. I watched that movie you know? so many times. I think that movie's yeah. so good. Very good. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> no, he's a legend. He's perfect casting for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, okay, so now here's edition. now I have another plot point question for you. Uh, what what is what is Groot's sort of <laughs> growth scale? Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, he's he's kind of a a, a toddler in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Rocket was able to save that twig. Yeah. In the first movie, and now he's kind of a teller. So a little bit of time has passed. They've established themselves as the guardians. They're sort of mercs for hire. Yep. Yep. You know, thing. That's their thing. And um, and they have a, a way about them. They have a whole dynamic about them already. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're teaching Groot stuff. But in the post-credits, Groot is teenage Groot that we need that's very important to um what's coming Infinity War. That's right. And so I'm just curious as to like Groot's timeline. Uh-huh. And how this affects how long the Guardians have spent together. Yeah. Well, like... Do we care? Is it worth it? Like, Is it worth talking about? Gonna, I was going to say, like, all the people that your current partner banged before you. Doesn't fucking matter. I guess you're right. I guess the you're right. You. The, the royal, royal you. The royal you. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like... <laughs> Did you see me like process that? I was like, what is he yeah. saying to me? I was not targeting you. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it can't matter. You'll never, you'll never fucking have a relationship. Yeah, with no, you yeah, will you, never, you will not be able to sleep at night. You'll constantly be on edge, worrying about it. Don't. Oh yeah, I, I had to destroy several relationships before I got on board with that mission. Mm-hmm. Self sabotage. Yeah, that's real. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, big picture, because it is no, so Elsa that shit, man. Elsa that shit. Let it go. Let no. it go. So. How did you feel about the whole situation? This is it's kind of clumsy for me, and it's the only thing that's kind of clunky. Okay. Is that he says, you think I control the arrow with my head? Yeah. But then he kind of <laughs> like, when he's under the rocks, he says the whole phrase again to kind of remind us. And it's yeah. a bit of a heavy-handed moment. And that this is... is- that is the moment that slaps you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he really just like aggressively wanted to call back to that moment. Yeah. And that then, was like, the studio. I bet. I bet you the studio to make that. it super. Cause it's so obvious. Cause then he says, I use my heart. And I was just like, I feel like we could have gotten there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just use the force, Peter. Yeah. Just right? make it clear, make it clear for your audience. Yeah. Use the force. Cause that was, that was just a little bit deliberate. Yeah. Um, I, I think I agree. Could have, think, there was another way to get there. Yeah. I think Michael Rooker was brilliant. I love, oh, he's um, always brilliant. I was like, I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And he's got his um he's got his heels right. Yeah, it's so good. That dynamic, when he jettisons himself out into space oh, come and on. puts the spacesuit on Peter. Stop. Do you know Chris Pratt said doing that scene? Well, Chris Pratt is amazing in this film. It's amazing. Yeah, he's so good. He said that doing that scene and that you see the wonderful work that he does yeah. helped him get over the death of his father. Oh, I can't. And you can see it. Yeah. I just that's that raw, raw emotion. It's breathtaking. In this huge, you know, stupid action flick. Oh, yeah. These wonderful, wonderful, sweet, sincere, genuine, just fucking baskets of human emotion. And, and how Yandu touches his face. Just like, oh, all he wanted to it. do is save him. All he wanted to do is save him. Yeah. And it's, it's father and son, man. It's father and son. And then, oh, God. So they give him the Zune. Sean Gunn's character. Can somebody yeah. look it up? Gives him the Zune that replaces the Walkman. Yeah. Because Yondu has now replaced Meredith as, as the parent he lost. As the parent that he lost. And the first it's song so is playing. The first song is playing was Father and Son, which means that that was the fucking song that Yondu was listening to when he decided to give it to him. Come I know. On. No, this movie destroyed Come me. On. This movie destroyed me. It was so good. I mean, even if you're not a member of the DDC, like it's gotta punch you in the gut. Yeah. No, it was oh, it was so good. Beautiful. And then, it was and so then good. Yondu gets the Ravager funeral. This this redemption arc for Yondu dominates Act Three. And like when when Sylvester Stallone, hold that thought. When Sylvester Stallone is saying lines and you're sobbing, <laughs> like, you know that you are in the midst of greatness. Yep. Uh, what were you saying? Yondu's redemption arc. 
Keanu's Redemption Arc dominates Act Three. Yeah. And and it oh my god when he's like here's a when when Rocket's like is a spacesuit and a jetpack. I only have one of each. Yeah, and he he's knows like, he knows immediately what to do. Yeah, and he's like I I'm about to leave you on this planet, and I know it's gonna happen. Like yeah, and that's why Rocket packs up and takes the ship because he knows there's one last ditch effort that can save Peter. Yeah. And it's yonder. And, and he knows and I think that when he says I can only afford to lose one friend today, he's th- there's a little part of me that's like, he's not talking about Gamora trying to get out. He's talking about, he knows that Yondu is going to make the sacrifice. He knows that that's what's going to happen. And Yondu's going to get him off the planet at the last minute. Yeah. And they've grown close, you know? Yeah. But when they he said, friends, when Groot says, I'm Groot and Rocket's like, he said, welcome to the freaking guardians of the galaxy. And like that's he, the first, and that might be the first moment where I just like started to cry. Oh, he's like, what do you need to say <laughs> oh. freaking? And now I'm going to be crying the rest of this movie. It's like the two old people in Titanic. As yeah. soon as you see them in bed together, it's that's like, it. oh, destroyed. No, mm-hmm. it's, it, but yeah, Michael Rooker again. And, and that's the thing. He's like, he's Underrated. like, He's underrated. Well, and it's like people like Jeff Daniels, you know, and there, yeah, there, will, yeah. there will come a day when you look at what they've given us on screen and be like, you just really rocked character actor till your seventies, till the wheels fell off. Didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Like character actor that the movie doesn't hang on your shoulders, but you make every part of it better. Yeah. No, these guys have craft. These guys have technique. These guys like these and women, right? Like the, yeah. I just said, we just, we were talking about men. The, the, these actors that like Meryl Street, right? Um, Makes Karen everything Gilliam. better. Like, She's fantastic. They go and they they get a script and they fucking tear it apart and they know what every single word that comes out of their mouth means. She's you know? she's amazing. That, Nebula like, is watched, incredible. Oh, I, and I watch young actors. I've watched a ton of young actors in my same. career. You know, I kept getting older and, and they always stayed the same age. They don't, they don't know. They don't take it apart like these people do. But when you come across one, you know, that you can sort of like see like the work that they put in and the time that they put in, you're like, oh, that person's going to be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that person's going to become the Jeff Daniels, the Karen Gilliams. Oh, world. yeah. Well, Karen Gilliams. So fun fact you know, she's a Doctor Who companion. Yeah. Among other things, she's famously a Doctor Who companion. Yeah. And she was introduced during the Matt Smith tenure. And she left before Matt Smith left. She did two seasons with him. Uh, Matt Smith got a new companion in Clara Oswin Oswald, who is brilliant, who is actually now the longest running companion. But, um, you know, every doctor has their death scene. You know, when that actor is leaving and the doctor regenerates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Matt Smith, because the the connection that of Amy Pond to Matt Smith's doctor was so strong that it didn't matter that the Clara season was lit because the Clara season was lit and Clara did save his life at the very end. You know, it was a very important relationship. They had to bring Karen Gillan back so he could say goodbye to Amy properly because it was so traumatic losing Amy. Wow. She was filming Nebula, so she has this wig because. You know, she has the famous red hair, but yeah. she didn't have it. Um, but her craft left such a mark that even though the series had moved on, like she got a very fantastic goodbye episode. 
you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before that doctor left the series, before the actor left the series, they had to give fans closure for the doctor and Amy. And it makes no sense in the canon. It's just one little seedling (laughs) of her coming back being like my raggedy man, like that he right before his death, he sees her because that was, and that was for us because Uh she is spectacular. Right. She's she's spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so like, it's so covered in blue and green makeup and like all kinds of prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah, no, half of her is half of her that we see is you know wasn't there on the day they shot it. <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, and her her chemistry with uh Zoe Saldana is unreal. They bring yeah. so much beauty out of each other. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And when they're when they're fighting, it's like it's not it's not like you know, oh like two women like battling on screen. It's like these these are two fucking beings that have a purpose. Right, that have needs and feelings and wants and and desires and 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 the and the action that they and uh, that they, they know what their action is in, the, the, in all of those scenes. The you three know, act play, the shit out of each other. <laughs> the three act play that is the hug at the end of the movie. Oh <laughs> like, wait, the work I was watching I was like, what are the two of you are doing so much? Like yeah. the way you're physically trying to like connect with each other. And how yeah, Nebula's no, not doing it, and then she participates she a little bit, and then a little too patch, much. And but then she's out. She's <laughs> and I was like, what is this play I'm watching the two of you do? Yeah. No, they were so good. Man. The chemistry is great. It's a it's a duets movie, though. It's yeah. and they all just fucking lean into it. For sure. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, we should take a break. Let's do it. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area, where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking to... I'm talking to people on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, We appreciate you. We see you. Uh, We're very excited to have you. Yeah. So I think that Andrew, where can, where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen at icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on. Log in. Trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are back. Indeed. CJ, how was your break? Fine. It was fine. I sent some texts, uh, got some texts at the, at the time of this recording, we've learned that the Atlanta Braves, uh, are going to the world series. Uh, not, not sure why, uh, nobody is challenging their like fucking cultural appropriation of native Americans, but Hey, whatever. Congratulations, Georgia. You think they cheated like the Astros? Uh, the Astros are also in the World Series, uh, but no, I don't think they cheated. I think they just uh, sold their souls to Satan a long time ago for their great oh. success. Well, that'll do it. Anyway, that'll do it. I, anyway, I, I I was reckless of me to do the first segment with no notes, but I think I think it was very successful. I kind of loved the freeform conversation. That yeah. said, 
That said, despite that fantastic, phenomenal success. (laughs) If he doesn't say so himself. There is a tradition. And the tradition is that we focus our thoughts with ephemeral questions. And I think we need to do that right now. So what you're saying is, it's that time of the show. When we summarize what we've learned, things that worked, what did not, there's still much we have to go through. Quill got the girl, dad let him down. Now it's time for me and Andrew to declare, was this one icon or not? It made us laugh, (laughs) made us cry. What if Drax kept all those things inside? He's a dick, but it's hard to ignore him. (laughs) But he's right. I think you'll agree that the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 needs a deep dive and we'll take that dive right now (laughs) with questions ephemeral. I mean, that was a spectacular if ever question song. <laughs> I <laughs> loved you. it. Thank you. I loved it so much. It was so good. Thank you. Uh, what worked about this movie for you? Well, um, everything. And coming <laughs> off, coming, I'll get specific. Coming off of my ephemeral question song, I have to say that once again, the practice that James Gunn has of looking at the music of the, of the film and scoring the film to it, right, is so successful. We start off with Brandy, You're a Fine Girl, a song that will play several times throughout the film. It's about Peter Quill's mom. It's also about the fact that Ego... His life is his life is the is the sea, mm-hmm. right? Then we go into Mister Blue Sky, this like happy fucking go lucky song, but there's chaos happening behind it. Uh, My sweet lord, George Harrison, you know, a song that has like uh, Christian as well as uh, Hindu themes. Ego is a god. Um, come a little bit closer. The, the song the, the lyrics of that song are about a woman who's like luring you know a man to get his ass kicked by her actual lover uh, when when Yondu is going through and killing all the ravages uh wham bam shangalang and then we get uh I mean it, it goes the chain the chain Fleetwood Max the chain you will never break the chain is about family and Peter's struggle with that the times that it plays is so perfect I have very little passion about this. And then we get to father and son (sighs) destroyed me and it just punches me right in the feelings. Uh, Everything is perfect about this music. There's not, there is not a note out of place in this entire movie. That's great. So that's, I will say that's what worked most for me. Got it. Yeah. I love it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. (sighs) Movies like this can only happen when you have a shooting script that is exquisite and when that shooting script is executed like this one was. 
Yeah, finely executed. And and so just what worked because like I'm sure he writes a script that has room for improvisation because there's so there's so many unique and fresh things about the banter. Mm-hmm. But within those moments of improvisation is a very tightly wound story. Story. And and these things Through are line so of the, it's it's so they're so connected, and they're so efficiently connected. Yeah. It's 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 just it's a really fantastic thing. So if I had to call down what worked for me, it would be that. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Are you what are you doing? Are you on your phone there? Yeah, I just have, I'm just being distracted. I'm, I'm, well, because my food is getting delivered, and he's curious as to where he is. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. But like, I'm sure everybody, I'm sure everybody would love to hear about what, what you order tonight. Uh, I ordered chicken tendies. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, my friend, it's it's guys, it's goddamn ten after midnight. You shut the fuck up! I'm hungry. <laughs> I had two shows today. I'm fucking hungry. Okay, are, what what about your two show? You you hush. Okay. That's there's a reason that that phrase is on the cutting room floor. What okay. didn't work about this movie for you? Okay. Uh, one uh, one thing that I would I would say was like, um, guys, what are we doing? Is the Guardians of the Galaxy? I can understand Quill because he's a celestial, mm-hmm. right? But in this film, the Guardians of the Galaxy seem to be impervious to pain. <laughs> like they they do recover very quickly. Drax full on like burns up upon atmospheric reentry, gets dragged through a forest. Gamora is also hanging out the back of that plane, and like nothing happens. Fucking when when Nebula like full on north by northwests her, uh, not a single bullet hits her. I felt like I was yeah. watching that scene in Black Widow, right? Where like no, not a single bullet. Not hits a single her. I'm, one, sure, yeah. I'm sure that his he has a fucking field day with this, uh, how it should have ended. Um, I'm very curious to watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like the one thing where I'm like, Oh my, what, what's happening? Like, yeah. There's no stakes. Like we know they're not going to die, but then they kill off a beloved character, which is, yeah, which they, yeah, which is interesting. But I would say that was the one thing that like really stood out to me is like, uh, you know, I, I mean, short of like, how they can kill a planet that they're, that they're on, you know, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. What didn't work for you? It's a little sus that they let Craglin live in that full on mutiny. I mean, he's so visibly not participating. Yeah. Yeah. And he's visibly not participating like for us, for the viewers. Yeah. And it's just like no. I was just surprised that like they let him live, and he they let him keep this his station. He had enough flexibility to get Yondu out, you know. Yeah, for sure. Oh no, no, that was a little convenient. And Kraglin is the Sean Gunn character. Yes, that whose whose name we've been we've been searching for. Yeah, but that's the only thing, and I understand like that. But that was the Kraglin thing was the only thing that had to happen because movie. Yeah, sure. But it's just like, um, oh my god, we didn't even we didn't even touch on the whole Taser face joke. Oh my God. Taser face is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) When rocket is just like, because rocket is insane. And when rocket was just like, uh, wait, so you woke up and you were like taser face. Like that's what you fucking (laughs) went with. Yeah. That. 
Oh. Yeah, once again, once again, masterfully voiced by Bradley Cooper. Oh, he's so good. Masterfully. But yeah, that's all that didn't work for me. Like it was just a bit of a leap skis among other tiny leap skis, but it's such a fantastical and fun and silly film. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm splitting hairs at this point. It's so tight and so good. For sure. Delicious is what it is. Delish. Does this movie make your desert island top five though? Yeah, it does. Fuck yeah, right? It didn't before I watched it. It didn't, it didn't at all. And I even told my wife, my wonderful wife, my sweet, lovely wife, I was like, I don't really want to watch this again. Mm-hmm. But I have to. And then like halfway through it, I was like, oh right. This it's thing is so great. <laughs> this is so much better than the first one. Yeah. Um so just lovely, 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 lovely movie that I like will your, watch. Again like your again wife. Again like your again. wife. Oh, there it is. Yeah. 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 So yeah, for sure. You? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. It makes my desert top five too. And it didn't before, but like I said, I, I, I think right now with everything I've been through after this pandemic and after, um, you know, after the loss of my parent, after the loss of my, my in-law, you know, like, uh, I, I just, the movie touches me in a different way now. I'm also older, you know, um, I just, I, it, it's very special to me. Yeah. And I watched sure. it and I was like, I had, I had no intention of like enjoying it as much as I did. I had no intention of being <laughs> as moved as I was. And I certainly moved. had, I had moved. and I certainly had no intention to bring it on my desert island, but like I could watch this movie a few more times. If this is the feeling that I get from it, I could watch this movie a few more times. Yeah, I think no it's question. really, really strong. So strong. Um, random Can't bonus question. Volume three. Oh, I know. I know. Oh my God. That he got fired from and brought back to scandal. He got brought back. That's all that matters. Yeah. I think the firing was a PR stunt, but whatever. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, performative firing is a thing now. Fuck's so, sake. Yeah. I said it. So, um, random bonus question. Favorite, yeah. favorite comedy beat. Because we talked a lot about the sincerity. We talked a lot about the writing. We talked a lot about the quality. What is the uh-huh. favorite bit? Because there's so many fucking bits. Yeah. No, I, my, my favorite bit, hands down, is uh, group getting the uh, mohawk? No. The fin. Getting the, the fin. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he can think fin. of random things. He's like, do you, do you have a refrigerator with, <laughs> with things in it? No. I don't even. Like, he chopped somebody's oh. <laughs> toe off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then he fi- he like and he doesn't figure it out, you know. He's and finally, you know, it's got to be Craglin who's like, that's not the right one. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you dunce. Uh, but then it pays off, and he he figures it out in the end. He like does right when he brings the, the huge desk over. It's like, oh my god, he's like, that's a that's desk. A desk. <laughs> that's a desk. Yeah, yeah. No, Groot's uh, Groot's uh, naivete. It's very you know, cute. It, yeah, so so much fun. You. Uh, the tape over the death button bit when he sends Peter in the middle of the battle to ask every main character for tape. Yeah. 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 Did, did you, you ask Nebula? Nebula? <laughs> did you ask Nebula? Uh, well, yeah, sure yeah, you, I did. you didn't. You didn't. You did not. Yeah, you lied to me. Why'd you lie to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny. Oh yeah, no, it's amazing. It's Dude, so ADR, good. On these, this must have been so much fun for them. Oh sure, sure. It's it's really really Fuck. good. <laughs> All right. Solid. It is time for your special award. What is your special award for Guardians of the well, Galaxy Volume Two? Well, uh, well, Eve, my special award is the. I don't even think Zach 
could have done it better <gasps> for the slow motion moments in this movie. There's some good ones. Oh, there's some great really ones. Good ones. I mean, all of them are good. I'm not, not going to sit here and, and name them, but you know, namely when they're walking away the ch- to the chain again, the chain, like such a great thematic choice of song. Yeah, so good. Uh, just the three of them, be it like the coolest motherfuckers on the planet walking away. Like he nails the slow mo that Zach. Uh, maybe maybe we'll call it the Zach would be proud award. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, Seems the positive. Zach would, the Zach would be proud award for the slow motion work in this movie. Um, delicious. It's yeah. delicious. Delicious. All of it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, your special award this evening is drum roll, please. My special award for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is the Family Ties Award. (laughs) Hit it. Family Ties, a series that was ostensibly a comedy, Mm. but very, very successfully made you feel some very, very real things. Touched on the things. Touched on the things. And by the time that show went off the air, you really did care about all of them. Mm. You know, and so that was a sitcom that managed to be so beautifully human that it was incorporated into WandaVision as an iconic sitcom (laughs) that should be that that somebody that was looking for an ideal family moment Uh would have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And it gave us it gave us Alex P. Keaton, man. Alex P. Keaton was fantastic. Yeah. So the family ties award because the the way the way he builds on the familial relationships in this movie, the way the familial relationships are the centerpiece of this action comedy space movie, (laughs) you know, this action comedy space movie where they fight gigantic aliens and steal batteries from master races is is about is about family (laughs) in a very big way and it's quite beautiful that that a big movie is that small beautiful you know Mm -hmm. yep for sure. Um, I feel like I know the answer to this, but is this film an icon or a Y-Con? I mean, this this one gets... Actually, it's, I'm going to give it a special status tonight. It's a mm. why didn't I realize it was an icon. Oh, that's right? beautiful. Yeah. Like, why? What did I miss? What was going through my head? What was happening in my life at the time, the, the first time that I watched this film? I just didn't catch it. I don't think we'd suffered yeah. enough yet. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, we didn't suffer enough to really understand how deep this movie is. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of pain in this movie. This movie is written by a man that has suffered. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. The way way it all comes comes together. Oh, it's hard. The music, the payoffs. You know, even like we we really didn't touch on, you know, uh, how how wonderfully it connects to the first movie. Yeah. Right? Like that post-credit scene where Groot is dancing and you don't know why he doesn't want Drax to see him dancing. Drax explains that to us that like there are people who dance and there are people who don't. And Groot doesn't want Drax to see him dancing because he doesn't want him to think any less of him. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You know, like, and at, at the end of the first film, when Yondu says, ah, oh, that guy was a jackass. And then when he runs him over with the ship, he's like, Hey, jackass. Like, it's all, it's it, all wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's just it's so wonderful. So wonderful. What I mean, a good sequel. Down, yeah, and like even down to like you know the fucking military honors that like the American military honors that they put on Yondu's grave. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's like that just this wonderful, these wonderful, wonderful details that they put in is just, just incredible, you know, and like teasing like rockets, you know, stuff for volume three, like we're going to find out. I hope we're going to find out anyway, like what, what happened to rocket where, what was he, where, how was he made? What was he for? You know, yada, yada. So yeah, no, it's, it's like, Oh my God, all the eighties and night, like eighties references, like the fact that Peter's turned that fucking football game into a radar yeah, you know, like the 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 sovereign in their in their spaceships, like that's just, that's an arcade moment. It's an arcade moment. It's so you know, good. like everybody's standing behind him, like come on, the you sound can effects. Do it. You can yeah, do it. You can, the sound effects. You can do it. You can do it. And then like they, he loses and they just walk away. Yeah, it's fucking gorgeous, man. It's yeah, so good it's, and so fun. It's an icon. It's fun. It's an absolute icon. I really loved it. And I guess it, it's so funny. I, I had the same experience too. I was like, how did I clock how good this was? How solid this movie was? I mean, and being like the Star Wars nerds that we are, like when he takes him into the quantum asteroid field, yeah. like he's Han fucking Solo, a yeah. real Han Solo type, you know? Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's great. Guardians too, man. Yeah. Welcome, so good. welcome to, the, to the lexicon, so to speak. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad. I'm glad we know how we feel about it now. I can't wait to be on the desert island with this and clerks too. <laughs> right. Um, right. So uh, dare I ask, CJ Laroche? Yeah. What's next in the Laroder? All right. So at this point in the MCU, we have just about every single chess piece on the board, mm-hmm. except one extremely important a lot of folks thought this movie kind of sucked i don't think i'm one of them welcome to the mcu and the larorder dr strange oh okay yeah yeah i thought you were gonna say captain marvel (laughs) captain marvel is your the last jedi which sucked the last Jedi was great. And I feel like I have a record of you saying that the best five minutes of the sequel trilogy happens in the last Jedi. Yeah. Sometimes you, I type. Sometimes I don't think before I type. Fucked yourself over with that one. That's but, all I'll say. But here's the thing. Um, I, I thought Dr. Strange could have been 30 minutes long when I saw it. <laughs> I fucking well, we're gonna, I, I did not like that gonna, movie. We're gonna take a look at it with an eye that I'm gonna be we open. have yeah. developed and yeah. are now going to yeah, we're gonna look at it just a little bit differently and we're gonna see we're gonna see what we see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think my my initial thought on Doctor Strange was uh that could have been an episode of Doctor Who and I could have been out of there in 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah. But right. we'll see. We'll see. Because he does factor in famously later. Oh, for sure. He's like in important. a huge way. And he's getting more and more important with each. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, that's why they brought him in so late. Because this yeah. next chapter is going to be more him than Tony. Tony's gone. Bye. Well, spoiler alert. Jesus. Oh. I mean, we know. Everybody fucking knows. Some may not. I do you we've, we've disagreed about this several times. About like if we need to spoiler alert these episodes. And I don't think we need to. Well, spoiler alert. Tony Stank died, which, oh my God, the great Stan Lee, his cameo in this one, talking about when, when he talks about FedEx being the FedEx man. guy. 
talking to the watchers so delicious the watchers walking away is so good too <laughs> the just watchers getting started i got lots of great stories to tell oh. yeah so so that scene kind of tells us that stanley's been the same guy the whole time i think so yeah that's what they're kind of like so. insinuating yeah yeah and i, I, I think it. we talked about the theory that like stanley is actually like someone said, it, it that it should it should have been Stanley at the end of Endgame. It should have been Stanley at the end of Endgame because he was yeah. just like checking in on his friends. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. So good. Fuck. Anyway, right. for Icon or Wycon, I am Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ Laroche, and we'll MCU next, next time. time.